Hello and welcome to Where's Shaz, the podcast. I'm Shaz Ahmed and my mission is to empower, educate and inspire you with stories, knowledge and guests in the world of property, finance and business. So let's go. Welcome everyone back to the podcast. Um, so I've got a different kind of guest today, someone not really involved with property, but hopefully a lot of value today in terms of entrepreneurship and building a business. So my guest today is is an entrepreneur, business owner in the beauty uh, and makeup field. Please welcome Zoe Trogel. Zoe, thanks for making the time. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I've never done a podcast before, so it's totally different for me. But yeah, I'm excited. Well, we'll try. We'll try and keep it fairly straightforward. So, look, my intro was very weak. Do you want to introduce yourself? What do you do? Of course, yeah. My name is Zoe Trigwell. I am a makeup artist by trade, but now a CEO and owner of Trigwell Cosmetics, which is a makeup cosmetics company, basically. Okay, cool. So we'll we'll go, you know, a bit deeper into the journey and all that stuff. So. Mm-hmm. First of all, uh, what I ask all my guests to share really is their mission statement. You know, why do you do what you do? For me, starting Trigwell Cosmetics was a no-brainer. As a makeup artist, it was trying to find really affordable products, but really high standard. So that's the whole reason that I started the company, really. High-end products, but without the high-end price, because as a makeup artist as well, and as the everyday sort of person that wears makeup, you don't want to be spending a fortune. There's so many products out there that you can sort of spend your money on and it's sort of finding what's the best thing but save yourself a little bit of money at the same time. Sure, so to make it achievable and accessible for as many people as possible, right? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, cool. Well, let's go back kind of the start of the journey. So you're from the same city as me. You're from Newport, yeah? I am, yeah. Fine. Um, What school did you go to? I went to Lantanum in Cumbran. So I'm originally from Malpas, but Lantanum was like the next closest sort of school for me so that's where I went yeah I, yeah I mean I guess that depends what part of Malpas because I would have thought St Julian's is just down the road isn't it so top end of Malpas you know mm. sort of where like Rougemont is that's close to opposite Rougemont is where I live so it's literally two minutes up the road from me so fine and I mean what were you like were you, were you studious did you enjoy education um I did to a fashion I mean I wasn't like the best I wasn't I wouldn't say academic. I was more, I'm more creative, to be honest with you. I enjoyed more of the creative subjects. Um, Like I enjoyed art. I enjoyed like media studies. I did a lot of drama and stuff like that in school. Quite a dramatic person by nature. (laughs) That fitted in perfectly with me. Um, But I wouldn't call myself studious, to be honest. No. It's interesting. I I did uh, media studies in uni as well. Did you? I never used it going forward. It's just one of those hobbies that I had. Yeah, um, uninterested in it. I mean, speaking of that, so in terms of studies in school, in college, uni, whatever, do you think that there were skills that you learned that you have applied or actually is, is a lot of that not really been relevant? Not relevant at all, to be honest. I agree, I agree. Yeah, um, um, yeah. no, I saw, I saw someone post about kind of, what did they say? Something like, forget about learning about economics and stuff. I really need to know about Pythagoras theorem and you know triangles because that's really relevant literally like there's stuff that you learn in school that you do in my opinion you do not need for yeah. real life like um especially in business I think a lot of things in business you learn 
on the job and you learn as you're going along. It's not something that you can teach, I don't think, as such. Until you're in that position and you're in that situation, you sort of learn as you're going along. Fine. And was there any kind of family background in business? You know, My dad's had a couple of businesses, but nothing really major. Um, just little bits and bobs. Um, to be honest, I don't know where I get it from, but I've always, yeah. always said from a young age, I want to work for myself. I don't, I don't like being told what to do. So for me, it was a no-brainer. I ha- I had to do it. Love that. I mean, I think in, especially where in Newport, I've noticed there's either people end up just working in a job, yeah, or they end up doing a kind of their own thing, sole trader type in construction or that kind of field, self-employed. There's a, I think in Newport especially, there is a lot of small businesses and mm. like young entrepreneurs as well, which is I I love it. It's amazing to see, and I think definitely you're right. Like you either go into a job, and I think it's a lot of people go into like a nine to five, or they start their own business. It's one way or the other. Yeah. I think in Newport. I mean, I've done both. So I've I've worked. Yeah. Um, my first job was in Lloyd's TSB on the, in the call centre. I think everyone's worked there at one point yeah. in their life. I've worked in Lloyd's, <laughs> point, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. So I've done that, and then I'm doing this now. Um, oh, cool. So look, why why makeup? Why beauty? So I've always been into my makeup. Literally, I think from about age fourteen, I was doing like my brows. I I've really dark hair naturally, but my eyebrows were always really really blonde. So. I always drew my eyebrows on from about 13, 14. I always wore like a flicky wing liner. It was always my thing. So I always had the interest there. And because I was more of a creative person, I used to like to like play around with it. Um, And I started doing makeup from like a younger age, um, getting into it and just fell in love with it really. And, And it just grew from like a passion to me wanting to sort of, think you know I could I could go somewhere with this I could turn this into a job um until so before you turned into a job because I have no idea is makeup an expensive hobby oh my god so expensive (laughs) ridiculous I can't even tell you how much money before I even started as like a makeup artist how much money I used to spend more so now um probably when I first started dabbling in it it wasn't as big as it is now because they weren't all that obviously social media wasn't as big as a thing back then but still like trying to buy yourself like an eyeshadow palette or a foundation or whatever you're you're talking like 30 40 quid per product before you even start getting a full makeup bag so yes yeah, super expensive okay cool so we spoke before recording that you know you had the the shop yeah which I, which I know so before that though before you had your own place were you working with someone else how long did that take before you were like you know what, i'm gonna, gonna do it totally solo on my own so i used to work for welsh water the water company oh okay. um that was the, my one of my first ever full-time jobs. Before that, it was just like little bits and bobs. I worked there from the age of like 18, um, straight out of school. And because I was so into makeup, I decided to start a blog. Um, did a bit of like blogging because that was the in thing at the moment, just writing reviews about makeup and whatever else. And Instagram then popped up at the time and started like the ball rolling. So I was like, I'm going to start an Instagram account. Like I'm just going to post reviews, test it on myself, post like the looks that I've created. And I had a couple of people locally to me, people I went to school with saying, oh, would you ever consider like doing makeup on anyone else? And I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) definitely not. I do not have a clue how to do it on anyone else. Like I'm good at my own makeup, but no. Anyway, long story short, a girl I went to school with convinced me to do her and her friend's makeup for a party they were going to. And it literally just started from there. So I started doing mobile. Um, I used to go 
all over the place. I used to be in like Cardiff one minute, then I go back up to Cumbrian, back to Newport. Um, and I used to do that around my full-time job. So I used to do it every evening and then every Saturday and every Sunday. I literally had zero time at all. Um, I also, oh, when did I have my eldest as well? I had a little boy as well at the time. So that was like a hard juggle. Um, but I thought, do you know what? After about two months of doing it, I thought this could be a real thing. I was still living at home with my mum and dad at the time. And I can remember my dad saying, well, you know, like I said, I really want to try and do it full time, dad. My dad was like, you know, like you need to stay in a stable job, like you're saving for a mortgage. And I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to quit my job. And my dad was like, no, no, don't quit your job. Don't quit your job. And I thought, I'm not listening to anyone else because I don't like being told what to do. I just yeah. quit my job and I went full time. I found um, a little, I don't know if you have ever heard of it. If you're from Mindy, it's like your sort of area. On Chepstow Road, it used to be called Olivia's Boutique. It's now called Olivia's Something Else by Domino's. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, now you mentioned Domino's. On, and on that little row of shops, yeah. Domino's is there was like a, a boutique called Olivia's Boutique, and she was advertising that she had a room to rent. Um, and I was like, I'm just going to go and have a look. I went in. I was like, Oh my god, this is it for me. So I said, Yeah, I'll I'll rent it off you. A couple of hundred pounds a month. I used to rent it, and I literally, when I about six months after being in there, um, I had people like sat on chairs throughout her whole boutique waited to have their makeup <laughs> I took over her boutique from my little room it was crazy um so yeah that was that's me before the shop and it just it grew rapidly so have you always been like that in terms of just what you've said uh, kind of just just doing it and not yeah. you know I kind of think what's the worst that could happen 100% like maybe not so much now because I'm a bit more financially tied but like when I was younger I didn't have that many financial ties and although I had a little boy I was still living at home with my mum and dad so I thought like what's the worst that can happen like, that's what I said to my mum and dad what's the worst that can happen I'll, I'll just go and get another full-time job if I really need to but I didn't oh, have to thank you I didn't have to yeah. then you opened up your own place um, and I know that did well just because I know local people but how yeah. well did that actually do? Brilliantly. I mean, we were turning over six figures a year. It was a absolutely amazing business. Um, the academy was the main side of it. Um, so I had my um, assessor's qualification so I could basically assess other people's work and give them a qualification in makeup. That was like the main reason why I really opened it up. Because I saw a gap in the market, especially in South Wales. There was nothing like that at the time, unless you went to college. Um and I ended up going to college and doing makeup and it just wasn't the best experience. So I thought I, I can do this better. Um, so, yeah, it was brilliant at the time prior to COVID. But yeah. Awesome. And I know some people say, and this is just a mindset thing, that the academy, for example, that all you're doing is you're creating your own competition. But do you not see it that way? That was a lot of people's view when I started doing that. And I could see what they meant. But for me, without sounding big headed... <laughs> that's absolutely fine but they're not me yeah they're not zoe trigwell and that's the reason why people come and have their makeup done with me is because they like my style they like me as a person they like the they admire like the business i've built and things like that so that was my whole stance on it they can go and they can be another makeup artist and and yes they may be taking a little chunk of my business but they're not zoe trigwell so you won't really get that from anywhere else Fine. I mean, if it was me, I would have just done done the academy, but held back a little bit of the secret sauce, the 5%, so they don't know everything. 
I never did. I was like, so <laughs> honestly, maybe that was a little bit of a downfall, but I'm such an open person. And yeah. for me, with the academy, I wanted to make sure it was more, it was obviously a business but to me because I have I've got the passion for makeup I really wanted to help other people start a career because of the sort of past of me trying to grow the business I thought well look where I am now if you work hard enough you could potentially get to this point and I wanted to just help really okay um I mean before we go into then the further growth because everything seems to be growing and growing um question I've got is why you so what I mean is if you look at Instagram now you know, for every postcode, every town, city, they've got their own mm-hmm. kind of mini micro-influencer makeup artists in every area. Yeah. All to a certain level, but, you know, why is it that you think you've been successful actually having a physical business that now have got a product range as well? Yeah. Consistency, I would say. Um, for me, is I consistently show up. If we're talking about social media, for example, um, I consistently show up on social media. And I think... Um, my, I try and show my personality as well on social media and people like that people like to see behind the scenes people like to see a little bit of your personality instead of just you trying to sell them something whether that be a course or a product they like to see who's behind that and I think that's what's made the difference for me is I'm very personal on my social media channels and that is literally all I would say. And consistency, I consistently show up on my social media and any other thing, you know. And and obviously, you're, you're good at what you do. There's no because there's no good being consistent and good well, at socials if you've you've gotta be, got. You've got to be good at it. yeah. Put the work in to sort of get to the point where you can say, actually, I'm really confident in my skills. This is me. This is what I can offer. Yeah, definitely. That's that's also an aspect. Yeah, I mean, one thing I want to maybe just mention off of what you've said about consistency and actually showing you know your real self and I think I totally agree with what you said but I think a lot of people are not comfortable doing that you know I don't I don't want to talk about relationships or my kids and whatnot I think what you got to realize is even when you're showing your personal stuff you still control the narrative so you show what you want to show but just show something yeah absolutely I mean I probably showed more than what most people would be comfortable with I've reined it in a little bit now, um, but I probably showed a bit too much, but that is, I'm just a bit of an oversharer, to be honest with you. (laughs) That's not for everyone, but I still think without oversharing, and I think it's a confidence thing, you've got to have confidence in yourself, and that may not be for everyone, but I think that is really what pushed me to the forefront, because I was confident in my ability, I was confident in my business and what I could offer people and the personal element of it. Um, I think even if you're not confident, push yourself just a little bit further to show maybe a little bit of of who you are. Because in the makeup world, for example, as a makeup artist, people will come to you if you're really good at makeup, if you've got the skill, but they want to have a little bit of like a personal relationship with you as well. It's like with any sort of like customer forward facing sort of role you've got to have a relationship with your customer so I think that does help if you're not confident then maybe work on your confidence a little bit and just you don't have to be loud in your face person you just sort of have to just be yourself don't be scared to show yourself a little bit absolutely I think yeah people don't realize how much the audience will resonate with people being real and they they recognize if you are being genuine as well yes definitely um Right, before we talk about the cosmetic brand, um, so, you know, Triggle Academy and and the salon stuff, was there a team? How big was the team at that point? 
So just before COVID hit, I had a team, so myself, and then I had four other makeup artists, um, and then I had another beautician as well. So there was five, six of us all together. Okay. Um, and then you decided to set or start kind of a cosmetic brand yourself. So mm-hmm. honestly, I'm very, I'm very ignorant to, ignorant to this. So talk me through <laughs> why, how, and what, please. So prior to opening the Makeup Academy, when I was over in that little room that I talked about on Chepstow Road in Olivia's Boutique, the little room I rented, um, I started a lash brand, which was called Luna Lashes. Right. And for me, again, it was the whole reason, same sort of concept that I've had, the same sort of idea I've had with Trigger Cosmetics. I wanted to get really sort of high-end feeling and looking products, lashes, Um but don't have to cost you an absolute fortune. There was only, I think at that time, two or three like lash brands in the UK. So I thought I can, it's not saturated yet. I can fit into this market. But obviously then the makeup side of it sort of took over. So I still always had it in the background, um, still always wanted to pursue it, but thought like when, like, I can hand over to the staff a little bit more. I'll go back and I'll pursue a cosmetic line. So I always wanted to do it, um, but just never had the time. Um, yeah. I can't okay. really remember what you said now. No, 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 that's fine. So I guess what one knows, so the actual cosmetic brand, what is the product, first of all? So is, it, is that the lashes? The lashes, the, what I had previously, the old cosmetic uh, brand called Luna Lashes, it was literally just four styles of lashes is all I had. Okay. Um, and then you launched that. Was that after the pandemic or lockdown? When when did you launch? So the first time or like the, oh, most, the second time? The second time I launched um, eight more, no, in May 2020. So in the middle of the pandemic. Fine. And how was that launching? Because although it's an extension of Trigwell, I suppose it's its own little business. Yeah. So what was that like launching a business during a pandemic? really scary to be honest with you because I pumped my last piece my last little bits of money that I sort of scraped together because obviously with the pandemic and being self-employed I had zero to my name but managed to scrape a little bit bit of money together um to sort of buy the stock and the the actual launch we launched with one pair of lashes um which were the ones that I had prior and just brought them back and rebranded it went phenomenally I can't even like I didn't expect it to go so well we sold out of the lashes I think we had I bought 500 pairs of lashes and we sold out within two days so it was crazy 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 busy and how apart from yourself and your brand your personal brand how were you marketing that was it through like Instagram influencers or just the page just my well I did a few like lift little gifted sort of things to influencers um influencers that I knew myself that I know would post as a favor that I didn't have to try and pay them or anything because obviously limited like sort of budget and stuff like that um but mostly just literally by myself I would say 80% of the people that purchased were people that I already knew um in my sort of bubble of Zoe Trigwell Makeup Academy customers, people who already followed me, um, they were majority that made up most of the sales at that time. Awesome. Um, one thing, by the way, I saw on your Instagram, uh, it says no more makeup bookings. Now, apart from family, because let's say family get a, yeah, <laughs> is that is that completely non-negotiable right now? Non-negotiable. I literally don't have the time at the moment. I wish yeah. I could, um, but I'm just 
you can see behind me I know they won't see it on the podcast but this is like my little room that used to be my makeup room and it's now just piled with boxes um I don't have the time I don't have any way to do it I'm so busy with Trigwell um it's sort of taken over my life in a good way but I just don't think I'd be able to fit it in and try and have a life as well so yeah I've stopped it for the moment okay sure and I, I saw a video regarding the uh, the new product has it been launched in a specific store or something Yes, so the newest product that we launched, I want to say, what when was it? Like 30th of 30th of April we launched, the Velvet Powder Puff. Um, that sparked the interest of Beauty Bay. So I don't know if you've heard of Beauty Bay, basically. Do I look like I've heard of Beauty Bay? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and anyone else that wouldn't have heard of Beauty yeah. Bay, basically one of the biggest UK online retailers for beauty, basically. Hair care, beauty, makeup, anything like that. So they approached me and said, we've sort of seen you online. Um, would you be interested in being stocked? And I was like, internally, like, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah I will absolutely yeah I'll have I'll have a discussion with you <laughs> I'll, I'll have my people talk to your people yeah. <laughs> in, in your mind you're like yes yeah. so, I mean speaking of that then so that's that's obviously a massive achievement um yeah. do you have like you know I guess I, I call them unicorn goals so goals that are so actually at a grasp that you think probably never going to get there that could be having your stuff in a specific store or maybe doing someone famous's makeup that kind of thing what's your kind of I guess out of reach goal I for me, I don't have what you call like a unicorn goal. I feel that there's nothing really out of reach. I think if I put my mind to it and I put the work in and the graft in, I can do it. Eventually, it might take me five years, however long, but I think I can do it eventually. Um, for me, I would say if we were going to talk a goal like that, it would be to have my products in somewhere like Boots, like a like a physical not sort of like an online retailer somewhere physically so someone can like go into a store and like see my products in front of them boots is like my one of my top ones i'd like to go into awesome um and you mentioned it's in beauty bay i guess so i'm interested in promotion do you have to do like pop-up stores and different places how do you how do you kind of market a product like this outside of social media because social media can you're just relying on the platform. What do you yeah, do? Yeah, hundred percent. I do a lot of email marketing. Um, I've done pop-up stores. Uh, in I did one quite recently. Well, quite recently. I said we're in halfway through the year now, aren't we? Like October last year, I did one in John Lewis in Cardiff. So that was a that was a pretty big one for us. That was like the first big name that sort of got in contact and sort of wanted to like help promote, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I would say. Media marketing, pop-up stores, um, and then like social media. It's just it's it's every That's mad. Moment. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Um, Zoe, obviously, you know, I can tell you're very, very confident in yourself and the business, and nothing wrong with that. But do you ever have, or have you ever had moments of doubt, perhaps, where something has happened in the business or personally, where you're like maybe I should do something different or oh my change God. what I'm doing? So many times, so many times. I think I'd be lying if I said I didn't have that sometimes. I think everyone has it every now and then, don't they? But I've had times, like, especially um, when I decided to close the Makeup Academy, for example, and I sort of felt a little bit lost because I'd done that for so long and that became, like, my normal. And I thought, although I've started this cosmetic brand, is this even going to go anywhere? Because there's days when you get, like, zero sales and that's really, really hard. Um, and you think... Am I doing the wrong thing? Am 
should I be doing something else? And I think, should I just go and get a normal job? Like I've had those moments a hundred percent, but I think for me it's, I'm so passionate about it and I'm so confident in the product and my ability as well. I think, no, I've, I've got to stick at this. You've got to sort of give yourself a bit of a pep talk and say, no, come on, crack on now. You, you've got to get on with it. You can make it happen. Okay, cool. And through your journey, look, doing you know makeup as a passion slash hobby to then doing it professionally and then having a business, yeah. different skill sets. So how do you feel you've learned skills to actually have a business you know manage staff payroll HR all that kind of stuff um it's been very difficult um I mean like HR payroll wise I've done that previously with the academy business where I had staff but for me the the hardest transition has been from going to like um go into a product-based business basically because I've never had a product-based business before there's so many things they've got to learn and I think for me because I'm still the only person that works for Trigwell Cosmetics. I have people that come in ad hoc and I like outsource a little bit, but it's literally just me and it's trying to teach myself everything that comes with it has been really, really difficult. The one thing I struggle with the most is like finance. Um, I'm not good with numbers. I'm rubbish at maths. So that's been the most challenging part for me is to teach myself things about numbers and the finance side of, of business, really. Is that something you'd you want to outsource or would you want to learn it and actually know what you're doing 100% outsource (laughs) I I'm starting to do it a little bit now now numbers are sort of like creeping up um and things are getting a little bit more not serious but bigger I suppose um I I don't want to learn it I hate it I'm rubbish I just can't do it I've tried to a certain element so I can keep the business ticking along my dad helps me a lot it's a lot it's quite a family affair to be honest with you I call in family when I need them because they're better at certain things than me but yeah definitely outsource with that fair enough right now for any kind of younger people listening who well to be fair a lot of my audience are business owners they've got property businesses Mm -hmm. other things going on if they're looking to start and scale a business because this is what you've done you scaled a massive business here any kind of key tips to share and i know it's never one thing there's always a lot of things but any anything you think is worth sharing um i would say going back to what we've just mentioned about learning different parts make sure that you know everything there is to know about running your business before you try and scale get it to a point where it's consistent um, sales wise you know what you're doing with the finance side you know what you're doing with marketing you know how to sort of do your social media and your sales get to know everything before you even think about trying to scale I would say that's my wear all the hats and then try and delegate and sort of outsource okay perfect I mean for, for me just because I think it's what we discussed earlier as well is especially if you're like what if what if is what is the worst that could happen and literally I think up to a certain age and up to a certain part of your life before relationships and, and you know kids and all that mm-hmm. what is the worst you go back and live your folks and that isn't the worst that could happen anyway well, so exactly yeah. I always okay. think you know if 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 that does happen and the business fails then I'll just start again <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure um and social media you know you touched on it quite a lot I think sounds like you're a big believer in the power of social media but 100%. What about the other side? Because I know sometimes it's not all fun and games. Sometimes people feel a lot of pressure about posting and having to post the right thing at the right time. And sometimes you just get people who I get have haters and things like that. What have, what have you found? Um, 
it's hard work social media is a full-time job on its own to sort of keep up with any like dms comments posting the videos they're time consuming to try and sort of think of content regardless of even trying to like film something um it is really really hard but because social media is such a big platform at the moment to try and push a business you've got to focus on it I would say I focus probably 50% of my week on social media and that might be um like filming thinking of content actually posting and keeping up with everything on there any trends and things like that um it's, it's a really big part of it and especially in today's society I think if you're not focusing on social media in your business um especially a product-based business I would say then you need to be get yourself up to date with it especially I would say a massive thing TikTok TikTok has changed my business completely and a lot of people have got um like not an issue with TikTok but they think oh it's a bit cringy it's TikTok and it's for like younger people it's not you need if you if you've got a product-based business or even if you've got like a service-based business especially I would say in like beauty and, and things like that get on TikTok show your face show your personality because TikTok is a little bit different to like Instagram for example I think Instagram is very um you have to it looks a certain way and it feels quite perfected whereas TikTok is the total opposite which is why I enjoy TikTok a little bit more because I'm not perfect I say certain things and I might not be like the ideal sort of businesswoman because I don't act a certain way but I think the audience on TikTok really appreciate that and the sales that I get from TikTok are probably quadruple of what I get through Instagram so if you're not focusing on TikTok then get on TikTok that would be my advice I love that I mean so I think I've got a TikTok account started posting and I gave up just because of what you said but I think what I find is that stuff I put a post on Instagram I could quite easily put it on Facebook and LinkedIn and it's the same content I think with TikTok you have to post for TikTok because the audience is so different yeah yeah and it's the only thing I think not everything like I use I try and repurpose some of the stuff I film on TikTok and put onto like Instagram reels for example but it doesn't always work there's not always synergy with the audiences so it is a little bit of a tough one cool and I mean again when you interact with your people that are engaging is it you do you have do you have time to reply to every comment and all that kind of stuff I don't know if I don't think I have enough time and not as much as I would like to obviously there's only an, there's not enough hours in the day I feel like but I try to be as consistently replying to everyone as much as possible because it's for me and for the type of industry that I'm in it's all about building some a sort of community and that's what I want for the brand as well I want people to feel like they're a part of it and they can see the behind the scenes journey of it I've got like followers that have started they started following me when I first started posting. They're following now, and they're still there commenting and supporting. So it's it's nice to have like that little community going, you know. Yeah, and it's interesting for, again from what you're saying. There's a lot of similarities. So you know, you're in a product based business. I'm in service. Yeah. But actually, the approach is the same. People like the personal stuff. You know, Definitely. I need to be engaging with everyone. They follow the journey, all that kind of stuff. So you know, this whole where Shaz thing. That's because I was networking a lot, and everyone was asking where is Shaz. So yeah, I get it. I totally get it. I'm on board with with all of that. Um, yeah. So sorry, outside of work, you know, and I'm not sure if there is a, a good answer to this. What What do you do to to wind down? Um, <laughs> to be honest, not a lot. 
I really don't. I live and breathe work. I've got two kids. Um, so I do a lot with them. I try and do I try and do a lot with them. Um I just like spending time with my kids and my family, really. I wouldn't say I've got any hobbies as such. My hobby is makeup, which is <laughs> business. Yeah. So I'm a little bit um work obsessed, maybe, and I live and breathe it, but yeah, spending time with my kids, spending time with my partner, my family. I'm very family orientated, so that's about all I do. Okay, cool. I mean, do, do your kids understand what you do? Yes, they love it, especially my eldest. He's seven, almost eight. Um, he helps me pack orders. He'll take stuff to the post office for me if I never like. He likes to come into the post office. I remember doing. He, he loves it, and he says like, "Oh, because his surname is Trigwell as well." He's like, "Oh, this is my this is my business, <laughs> isn't it, Mum?" I was like, "Yes, yes, it's yours because it's Trigwell." And he's like, "Oh, um, what about uh, this Trigwell product? Should we do this Trigwell product?" And he'll draw me like little drawings with the TC logo and stuff on. He's he's lush. Awesome. Um. So. In terms of Trigwell, then, and, and the, the product, I guess you said, you know, boots would be perhaps in it, a goal in the future. What is it you need to do to get to the next stage in that business? Networking, I suppose, trying to sort of put my name out there a little bit more. Um, that's what I'm currently working on, um, which I think it's working. It's going well so far, but it's sort of getting the, the Trigwell brand and the name out there further afield um not just in sort of the beauty community a little bit further into more of like the everyday person as well which I think I do have that I've got that customer base anyway but I think getting it out there networking a little bit more um that's what I need to be working on the next year or so sure I'm just gonna say guys networking is absolutely key like I've built my business just around networking and it's not about going somewhere once. It's about going there once a month for the next six to 12 months because that's how you build yeah, relationships and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. Now, as we're just finishing up, um, I guess I just want to understand what is the next step in your journey? To be honest, I'm not 100% certain. I'm one of these type of people that take it as it comes. Um, I mean, I've got goals for the next, like, three to five years, I would say. Um, but just growth focusing on growth really um focusing on bringing out more products product development i would really love to have a full range of makeup which means you can literally do your full face with trigua cosmetics so product development growth and sort of focusing on getting the brand into into more retail spaces i suppose and other countries okay um What's interesting is a lot of people will say to me at this point, they're like, I want to grow the business and have enough, have a team so I can step back. And, and it sounds like you want to be stairs no, involved with the business as much as possible. Yeah, 100%. Um, I've been offered the last six months, I've been offered like an opportunity of like, what's the, I can't even think of the word. I'm rubbish with stuff like this. Basically, someone having like a percentage of my business for funding and things like that. I can't yeah. even remember what that's called. Um and I said no, because it was a really good offer money-wise and it really would have probably helped the business, but I don't want to give away any of the business. I would, I am the business um, and I'm, it's my baby. I don't think I want to go down that route. I would rather just like bootstrap it to where I want to be. Um, so that's what my goal is. I always want to be involved in it. Whether that's in like five years time, I step back slightly, um, but I can't ever see myself not being involved in it. 
Amazing. Well, Zoe, look, you've shared some really golden nuggets here for, for business owners and just people looking to grow a brand in general. So look, thank you for your time and um, hope everyone's enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So what did you think of that? Please do leave a review on Apple Podcast, five stars, of course, and also connect with me on socials at Where's Shaz. Until next time, be humble, be grateful, be peaceful.